92% of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. 92% because of a bike? Not just bikes. We also make treadmills and rowers. Oh, let me guess, for elite athletes only, right? Nope. It doesn't matter if you're an avid exerciser or new to working out. Peloton can help you achieve your fitness goals. 92% stick with it. So can you. Try Peloton bikes, tread or row, risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only. Not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. You know, we love metal. We also love a lot of 90s alternative rock. Um, you know, we do love some shoegaze, and we also like a lot of new wave, you know, so it's a little bit of everything. Welcome to No Filler, the music podcast dedicated to sharing the often overlooked hidden gems that fill the space between the singles on our favorite records. My name is Quentin, with me as always is my brother Travis, and that little intro clip was Chris Enriquez, a drummer for the Dream Sludge band. <laughs> spotlights so so dream sludge is a term that, that they have attributed to themselves um and that is one of the the names that um i know we've mentioned this article several times and we mentioned it last week but there's that sort of definitive article on on doom gaze and and you know he talks about all the different names that have been used you know to try to describe this sound of music and dream sludge is one of them sludge gaze you know all these ridiculous names <laughs> i think doom gaze you know sounds the best or whatever but i like yeah. i like dream sludge as it applies to this band you know this is the term that they're using to describe themselves and i think it's pretty fitting and the funny thing is like i think last week i may have cut this out of the out of the episode but i was trying to come up with a term for oh yeah uh because you know doom gaze is doom metal and shoe gaze and we were talking about last week with um with pincy slow that they're more on the dream pop side of shoe gaze and so i was like Dream Doom or something like that, and you laughed at me, so I took it out of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> no. uh, Dream Sludge, I think, is better actually, because I mean that's kind of how we talked about it with with Pincy Slow. It's got the sludgy, slow pace of of Doom Metal, but it's more of the Dream Pop side of like the shoegaze coin. And right, this is this is where this band falls. But I will say this, like compared to to last week's episode, Spotlights brings some proper metal to the table here dude and that's what i'm jazzed about well we're jumping jumping right into it here but yeah spotlights that is the band recovering today you just kind of on the fly had came up with the idea to cover this band last week like you said we covered pincy slow and i was saying you know this is it for me as far as like the limit for really enjoying metal so far mm -hmm. uh is this kind of Metal bands that are dipping their toes in shoegazy, grungy, alt rock kind of new wave stuff. Yeah, well, as that as Chris was saying in that interview, this is a band made up of people that grew up, you know, listening to metal and you know alternative '90s rock and shoegaze, which is you know aside from the metal part, that's where we've been pretty focused this entire year is alternative rock bands from the '90s like Hum. And like Helmet, you know what I mean? And, and and all those other bands that we've been talking about, plus all the shoegaze bands that we've been talking about. So like add some metal to all of that. And then, you know, you've got this amazing sound. And I think Spotlights embodies the Doomgaze label better than than maybe anybody that I've heard, at least. Because like I was saying, Pincy Slow, they're more in the dream pop camp of all of this. You know what I mean? And they sprinkle in heavier elements to sort of like add to the emotion and stuff of her lyrics and whatnot. But like spotlights, they, they, they bring the punch of like metal and stuff like that in like an awesome way. So, you know, some of these songs are on the longer side of, of music. And so I've got two parts for a couple of these songs to play. And so I just want to dive right into music. 
I mean, that's why you tune in anyways, you know? Yeah. Well, let me just put it th- uh, put this out there because this is actually kind of interesting about this band. This makes them pretty unique. It's actually a husband and wife uh, duo plus a drummer. So it's Mario and Sarah Quintero. Sarah Quintero. I think I made this joke last time you covered Spotlights. Probably. That's like a combination of my wife and and my name. That's right. (laughs) Sarah Quintero. Uh, But yeah, they, you know, they basically met through music, you know, and that's how they connected as a couple. Beautiful. So let me just read this quote here from from Mario, which is the guitar player and, and main vocalist. He said that, it was a very vague idea Sarah and I have had since we met over 10 years ago. We wrote one song back in 2019 and then didn't pick it back up until 2013 when we moved to New York. We started out as a two-piece with me on drums and Sarah on bass. Things slowly evolved, and here we are. So like it was kind of like a bedroom project. Like They put out like a demo, uh, you know, like, like you were saying, he did drums, guitar, and vocals, right? She did bass and like backing vocals and stuff like that. It just kind of went from there, and they got some buzz. They it, basically they they kind of came onto the scene, and a lot of people noticed them when they opened for and toured with Deftones. And they've toured with a bunch of different groups throughout their their time. Like they've toured with the Melvins. But anyway, they, they talk about in one of the interviews that um, all these different shows that they would play with these different types of bands would introduce them to a different group of music lovers, right? Like a, people who show up to a Melvin's concert are going to be different than people who show up to, you know, a Deftones concert or whatever. But their music appeals to all of these different groups because of, you know, they, they draw from all of these types of music for, you know, as influences anyway, right? So anyway, right. let's take a quick break. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. So, Trav, I actually have used BetterHelp in the past, and it was a really, really great experience. I loved my therapist. He gave me a lot of great tools that I still use to this day. You know, without a healthy mind, being truly happy and at peace is hard. Good news is, therapy does work. But what is therapy exactly? It's whatever you want it to be, really. Maybe you're not feeling motivated right now and you would like some tools to help. Maybe you're feeling insecure in relationships or at work, not dealing well with stress. Whatever it is you need, it's time to stop being ashamed of normal human struggles and start feeling better because you deserve to be happy. And now you don't have to worry about finding an in-person therapist near you to help. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist. So you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. And it's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. Join the millions of people who are seeing what online therapy is really about. It's always a good time to invest in yourself because you are your greatest asset. And we've got a special offer for No Filler listeners. You can get 10% off your first month of professional therapy at betterhelp.com slash nofiller. That's betterhelp.com slash no filler. Thanks again to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. So I'm actually going to play songs from three different records so we can get a good feel for kind of how their sound has grown. So the first song that I'm going to play is from Titles, came out in 2016. And the reason I wanted to play this song is because an interview I read described it as Siamese Dream on steroids. Oh, as hello. in Smashing Pumpkins, right? Uh, so, you know, of course, I had to play it. And it's a it's a really good, I think, a really good example of um, of their of their flavor. And they had it they had it figured out, you know, this early on. So this was before Chris joined as the drummer. You know, they would, when they toured, they would have just a touring drummer. Right. And eventually they they were introduced to Chris and he became their official drummer. But anyway, so here we go. I'm going to jump right into it here. And this song is going to have two different clips. So here we go. This song is called To The End.
all good things all the time. <laughs> it does feel like it's in the same realm, like headspace as Smashing Pumpkins. Mm-hmm. Um, and a little bit in, in his voice, too. It's got kind of a Billy Corgan airiness to it, you know? Totally. And, like, you know, that's, that's in line with your more traditional dream pop shoegaze artist, right? And that's that's where that label gets gets attributed to them, right? Aside from that, musically it is it is more toward like the the nineties alt rock stuff, right? That that we that we've talked about by com, right? There's there's definitely metal and I'll I'll showcase metal through some of the other songs, right? But like, you know, with a lot of those alt rock nineties bands, they skewed more toward the heavier side anyway, you know, compared to like an REM or something like that. Oh yeah, dude. They they cranked up the distortion in in the nineties for sure. Yeah, yeah. And so like they're 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 pulling from those influences, like they said, right? And that was just you know, we're not even halfway through the song. You know what I mean? That's that's part one, if you will. So I'm gonna I'm gonna cue it back up where we left off and we'll we'll play this out for a little bit longer. So again, the song is called To the End. So we're getting some like hardcore emo kind of screaming at the end. There. Yeah, definitely like yeah, punk, punk hardcore type stuff. Yeah. Now that's not you don't hear much of that in metal, do you? You do. That, you do. Okay. You do. Depending on the flavor. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, totally. Um, but but that's yeah, that's just another another thing that they bring to the to, to the sound, right? And again, like, um, you know, they're 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 pulling in from all of these influences to create this sound and that's what i've always liked about about doom gaze or just new gaze quote unquote like new shoe gaze bands because we're so far removed from just straight shoe gaze that like 
we're getting all these different subvariants of of shoegaze nowadays. And same goes for grunge too. Yeah, with the new grunge bands. Yeah, like this new batch of young bands coming up. It yeah, it's it seems like it's really all they're all pulling from '90s alt rock. But for the for the rest of the of that second clip that you played, yeah, it was just straight up like. It gave me like some Gish vibes, like that era Smashing Pumpkins, and a little bit heavier. And with the 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 you know the back and forth of, of their vocals and like the melody of their their vocals together, the harmonizing yeah. kind of reminded me of Sweet Trip, which is another kind of shoegaze oh, yeah, right. group that I've covered before. Um, so yeah, you heard Sarah's voice a little bit there, uh, which is kind of cool. Here's something from a, a interview that Mario did with RevolverMag.com. It kind of touches on the screaming part of this. They say, uh, or the question is, many post-metal bands have harsh screamed vocals. You tend to sing more in a clean style. What influenced that choice? And he says, I like screamed music. I like yelling and the intensity behind that. But every other day you hear a new band and they're screaming, doing the same thing as everyone else. I don't want to feed into that trend or style. But to be honest, I'm also not a good screamer. <laughs> but he says, the contrast of quiet vocals with massive sounding music behind it is very appealing to me. And that's what they do exceptionally well, you know. And that's what I like about Doomgaze is the contrast that you get, you know. It just works really well. Kind of similar to what Pincy Sloan, uh, Pincy the Sloan, singer of that. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Pincy yeah. Slow, uh, that, that clip that you play of, from the singer kind of describing the music that they came up, you know, listening to and, and what they like about it, like the ethereal kind of right atmospheric contrasted with like metal. Yeah. She was asked specifically about like death metal and shoegaze and like, what do they have in common? And right. She was talking about how like, yeah, the ambience and the luminous, like, you know, you know, melancholic type themes and stuff like that in the, yeah. in the lyrics and shit. All right, let's jump to the next track, and we're going to jump to their next full-length record. And this was my entry point into the band. This was, um, I actually played, I played a track called Under the Earth from this record on our Doomgaze episode. So go back and check that out uh, if you haven't been, um, you know, we've been talking about that for the last couple of weeks to go back and listen to that episode. So, you know, just do it already, right? <laughs> Because, you know, we talk about all this stuff. Just anyway, cue it up. Yeah. Just listen to it right after this episode. But anyway, um, this record is called Seismic. And it's a really cool kind of concept album uh, for, like, the end of the world and what happens, like, to the to the world after. Basically, like, humans are gone kind of thing, right? And this particular song is called Ghost of a Glowing Forest. And I'm going to let him paint a picture here before we listen to the song. Referencing the record, he says, It's a scene of the afterview once all is said and done. Seismic is the beginning of the end, and it goes on from there. There's this hidden beauty in all the destruction that is impending on humanity that we're bringing on ourselves. The album kind of pictures the idea of an empty planet. And this song is written from the perspective of the earth itself. What's left is just nothing. It's a shell of what humans were at that point. There's nothing, there's nobody. What used to be lights and cities are just gone. Now let that sink in for a second. There, yeah, there's nothing more terrifying to me. <laughs> or like like beautifully... Well, you said terrifying, but also you're saying beautiful. Yeah, just the thought of a post-human Earth. Uh, to me, I, yeah, I actually find it quite peaceful. <laughs> yeah, know, the yeah. thought of it because right. we're just, we're, you know, all we do is destroy, right? I mean, you really think about it. There's nothing yeah. natural about most of what humans have done to the planet, right? And I'm not talking just climate change. You know, I'm talking about just the concrete, you know, terraforming. I mean? Yeah. Concrete jungles, dude. Concrete jungles, yeah. Nothing. Yep. There's nothing natural about that. So, like, you know, the thought of, like, nature sort of reclaiming. Earth will be just fine. Yeah, exactly. So, anyway, this is this song is from the perspective of Earth after humans are gone. Yeah. 
All right, here we go. Again, the song is called Ghost of a Glowing Forest. That's the best word to describe it, I think, dude. Dude, you know how Wikipedia people sometimes put, like, here's a, here's an example of this genre of music and yeah. a clip of a, a, a song. Throw mm-hmm. this one on the Doomgaze Wikipedia page. Like, this yeah. is perfect. Right, and that, that's what I'm saying. I think I think these guys, uh, yeah, could could be the, the textbook definition. You know what I mean? Like, this is it. This is exactly what Doomgaze would sound like right like if you were to try to try to come up in a lab with like the perfect doom gaze band like i feel like this is it you know yeah or if someone who's just getting into both these genres was not aware that totally that it was you know that people have started kind of combining the two styles yeah and they're just like man i wonder if you combine doom metal and shoegaze like i wonder how that would sound like yeah well this is is it dude yeah (laughs) and that's actually interesting because there's an interview that I listened to where he was talking about um, him being Mario. Um, you know, the interview was asking him like, sometimes you guys are called, uh, you know, sludge metal. Sometimes you're called shoegaze. Sometimes you're called post-punk. And he was like, yeah, you know, I, I, I like that, that we have all these labels attached to us because it, it allows people to come to, to us from all these different places. Right. Because, you know, the fact that, that this band might be referred to as a sludge metal band means that people who listen to sludge metal might stumble upon them, right? Yeah. Even though they're not strictly right. sludge metal, right? And sludge metal is its own kind of, I mean, it's just kind of another term for doom metal. But anyway, you know, basically they, they embrace whatever label is thrown on. They're not trying to, uh, to, to you know, pigeonhole themselves. Uh, but they have kind of 
they've, they've sort of taken a liking to Dream Sludge, which I think is a, a fitting name. But anyway, um, so yeah, speaking of Shoegaze, I think this next track I'm going to play is the most shoegazy um, as far as like when I hit play, like you're going to hear like a nice classic traditional sounding shoegaze uh, riff to start it off, which is kind of cool. So I'm going to jump ahead to 2019. They came out with their next full length record called Love and Decay. And I'm going to play, I actually brought a song from this record on an earlier What You Heard episode this year. So um, Xerox is the the song that I brought. But I'm going to play a song here called The Particle Noise. Here we go. Shoegaze is perfect for for these like heavy, heavy, just rocking out moments that they bring to to their songs. It just goes so well together, man. Like it's in the same like 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 the uh, like sonically, 
Yeah, like the effects pedals and distortion that they've that they're using in a shoegaze song, you don't even really have to change it to just transition over to like a, a metal song. Yeah, you crank up the uh, distortion a, a tad, maybe yeah. the fuzz and stuff. Uh, maybe tune your guitars a little bit differently. But um, that's great. Yeah, there's actually a. Uh, you'll have to find it. I don't remember the name of it, but there is a video. It's like a a. I think it's Audio Tree, maybe or something like that or cme anyway there's a there's a live performance where like in between songs they're they interviewed him and asked him to like walk walk you through the rig right and so he talks about all the guitar pedals that he uses so if you're interested you know go check that out but um anyway uh yeah so worth noting this is the first record where chris joined and actually contributed to the recordings like his drums right so like up to this point Either Mario was the drummer or he'd have guest drummers uh, provide the recordings for all the drums. So this is like Chris's first record as a member of the band. Nice. Um, it's kind of like yeah. Taylor Hawkins, you know, jumping yeah, it's on. Like you gotta uh, there's nothing left your, to lose. Prove your worth kind of thing. But um, yeah, another thing worth noting is that this and all their records before it, they produced it themselves, which is kind of a big deal, right? It's impressive, dude. I, I really like yeah. the, the sound of, of these recordings. And they're, they're doing it out of a, a, a tiny Brooklyn rehearsal space is, is what I'm reading here. So I know that sometimes it's in this rehearsal space and sometimes it's like out of their house, right? Their right, bedroom right. or whatever, you know, because these are a married couple, right? Anyway, um, yeah, I think that was a good showcase of, of, of this UK side of these guys, right? Um the guitar riff in the beginning, classic shoegaze riff, in my opinion, right? This, that chord progression or whatever. You've yep. heard it before, right? Yeah, So anyway. All right, I got one more song. And this song, I'm also going to split into two clips. It's from the same record. So I've got another song from Love and Decay. This song is called Far From Falling. of what's to come there you can you can tell it's about to change up a little bit i really like their their melodies like it's very yeah it's very melodic you know that's something they yeah. bring uh i like the um there's 
and I heard it in one of the, the the earlier songs that you played. I don't think it's a keyboard. I think it might be a guitar, but like uh-huh. there's there's uh, like a little piano sounding melody. Well, yeah, in Ma- the background. Uh, Mario provides uh, synth tracks too. Okay, so cool. It's a synth. I really like that. Yeah, which is cool. Yeah. Um, and you know, you, you may have noticed there's like an acoustic guitar in the background of the of the mm-hmm. the verse, which yep. is just another kind of texture being added here. But yeah, just like he was saying earlier when he was talking about maybe why they don't scream in their songs. I mean, they do. They provide it very sparingly sometimes, like that first song we played. Mm-hmm. But, you know, like he talked about, the contrast of quiet vocals with massive sounding music is, you know, very appealing to him. It's very appealing to me too, Q. That's why I love this <laughs> band. Yeah. And that's why I love Doomgaze. Uh, so I have a quote here about this record, Love and Decay. So seismic, like I was saying earlier, was about like the end of the of, of humans, right? Humans occupying the planet or whatever. Love and Decay, uh, Mario says here, each song carries its own subject matter, but all are tied into a main theme. Life and death, creation and destruction, love and pain, etc. It's a collection of existential love stories weaving through different aspects of life, love, loss, and death. What a perfect description of that contrast, you know, that they bring. Yeah. Life and death, creation and destruction. Kind of like the contrast of of doom gaze in general. Doom metal and shoe gaze don't sound like they'll (laughs) go together, but like they're the perfect match, you know. Right. And if this was just death metal, then that's really all they'd be singing about is death. Yeah, all they sing about (laughs) is death. (laughs) But no, most metal bands do only sing about, you know, very darker side of things life. yeah all right let me pick up the song where we left off here and i'll let it play out for a little bit so again the song is called far from falling
Some fresh, tasty jam, dude. Some proper metal to close us out here, dude. These guys are massively talented, right? A lot of that guitar work kind of reminded me of um, Jerry Cantrell of Alice in Chains. Some mm, of the stuff that he nice. would do with some of the like guitar solos and stuff on Dirt. Some of, like the lead guitar work and stuff that he would do. And that solo was a bit cleaner than a little bit. the rest of the song. Yeah, I had a little bit of like overdrive on it or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, like I said, try to find that video on YouTube where he goes through his guitar pedals because the answer is in that video as far as like where that sound's coming from. Yeah, I just, uh, I was blown away by these guys when I when I first kind of dove into them. They've got something for everybody, you know what I mean? If you're a fan of rock music, just in general, you're going to like this band. You know, it's really hard not to. And they make metal approachable. I mean, I know, Q, that you're, you know, not a fan of metal, but I mean, this is a gateway for you right here, dude. Yeah, like I said, dude, this I think this might be it for me. This is where you tap out. Yep. <laughs> well, you've got, you know, four, I think four records at this point. Yeah. Spotlight. That's 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 enough metal to, to last you, you know? And maybe after that, after those four, four albums, you know, I want to give something else a try. I'm just telling you, man, this is, you know, you got to take your first steps. You got to start somewhere, right? And this is like perhaps your your gateway, dude. And so let me, let me read this actually because there's another, I guess... There, there are bands like this that sound like this, you know what I mean, that you could find that's metal, but not the parts of metal that you don't like, which is, you've told me before, what you mostly have a problem with is metal vocals, right? Yes. Yeah, dude. Well, the, the scream, the way that they scream. Yeah, yeah. Not a fan. But that's the thing about 90s alt rock um, and the heavier side of it, like Hum, you, you can get that heavy guitar driven you know leaning toward metal music but with cleaner vocals you know there's actually a comment on one of these youtube videos he says it's like someone took my favorite elements of shiner failure and torch or torch and gave it astro not asteroids gave it steroids (laughs) and irradiated it this band is amazing so torch um and i might be pronounced it might be torch but it's with an e on the end of it so i'm kind of you know I brought them as a what you heard a long time ago. And yeah, his vocal delivery sounds very similar. Now, I think they're a little bit more, they're a little bit more, you know, straight metal without the dreaminess, right? But anyway, there's plenty of bands out there for you, dude. Um, You know, if this is as far as you're willing to go with metal, there's a bunch of bands out there that kind of sound like this. You know, you just got to go looking, right? I just hope that I can go the rest of my life without hearing another Meshuggah song. Dude, <laughs> speaking of Meshuggah, no, we're not gonna we're not gonna talk about them. Well, we're, we can <laughs> we're not gonna. Uh, I'm not gonna. You don't have to worry. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna play any Meshuggah song. But I was, uh, you know, I, I hung out with our good friend uh, Noodle. That's his nickname. But uh, Q, you know who I'm talking about. Yeah, dude. I didn't. Yeah, I haven't seen or talked to that guy in probably a decade, dude. I probably hang out with them like a few times a year. Nice. I was, you know, we were talking about Doom, not the genre, the video game, because I kind of told him about that the last time I hung out with him. He's played it. He loves the soundtrack. We've talked about this before. Anyway, so I was like, yeah, dude, you got to check out my sugar, you know, because that's the the guitar on the Doom soundtracks was inspired by the style of guitar playing that the Meshuggah guitar player like invented, right? Anyway, he texted me back, Q, because I was like, you listen to Meshuggah yet? And he goes, so aggressive, so angry, I felt attacked while trying to listen and work. <laughs> that is, yeah, that's how I and, feel, And uh, that's the point, dude. <laughs> if you don't feel like you're getting attacked, what's the point? <laughs> that's a weird anyway, sense, dude. <laughs> I mean, that's the whole point, dude. Anyway, um, since you brought it up. Uh, why did I? Because that was basically that was that was a, a big. A big I, I uh, went too far too a quickly. Big mistake on your yeah. On your I, I tried to shove you right into the deep end with Mashuga. Yeah, and I think I scared you away from from metal basically entirely. Never again, dude. Anyway, yeah, that's that's spotlights, man. Go check out everything they've ever done because it's all amazing, as these four songs have demonstrated. So I think for our closing song. Actually, we have a we have a song from a fan, don't we? Huh. 
fan is probably you know a little, a little too generous, but a, a listener, right? We do, yeah, yeah. I'll cue that up. I'll cue that up as after we wrap up here. Yeah. Well, Q, you you wanted to to discuss uh, the the future of no filler for the next uh, few months at least, right? Yeah, dude. So by August fourteenth, I will without a doubt be a dad. I won't go into the details, but Sarah and I both caught COVID, and one of the precautions that they have with pregnant women who caught COVID is that they will induce on the due date because uh, babies that are late it's weird dude i don't know i don't it's kind of strange but uh they're not it's not going to be a natural birth in that way if he does not pop out by the 14th we're going to make it happen so i know without a doubt that my little boy is going to be making his appearance on august 14th so that's that's right around the corner dude yeah and for listeners of this episode, it's like a week and closer. Yeah, yeah. Because right. this episode will come out on the eighth on August eighth. Yeah, yeah, man. So uh, the last thing I'm going to be thinking about is this podcast, man. What? <laughs> for a while, how, dude? The, the <laughs> listeners are they're listening right now, dude. They're and they're thinking, yeah, man. I, I don't blame you. The but, fathers and mothers out there who are listening are like, yeah, dude, you're not going to have time for this. And we understand. But I, you know what? I'm going to try to make an appearance as often as I can. And we will probably figure out a way to keep releasing episodes of some kind every week, you know? And I think we can maybe do some more rewind episodes, you know, dig into those. Yeah. Uh, maybe a, a once or twice a month where we just revisit an old episode. Well, I mean, I'm going to try to get some guests on, you know? Yeah. Or just, you know, come at you solo, you know, which means <laughs> this might be the all metal all the time. No filler, dude. Oh God. This is my opportunity That's to, to play, play some metal for the listeners out there. Well, we are determined. We've this sleep training uh, that we've read into that we're going to commit to sleep training. Is this for the baby or for Listen, you? Listen, man, you got to train uh, these little humans to do every single thing. One of them being how to how to self soothe and how to just sleep on their own without their own. crying yeah. every two seconds. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's a book that apparently has 100 percent success rate if you really stick to it. It's called mm-hmm. uh, Twelve Hours by Twelve Weeks. So. As in, like sleeping As in for twelve sleeping hours 12 straight. Twelve wow, hours dude. straight by by three months old. Damn. Okay. So, so you know, I should. That's a lot of time to record an episode. Well, yeah. Right. Exactly. <laughs> um, my, yeah. So I should be less of a zombie, and by the end of this year, I'll say that. Yeah. So this is not a permanent thing. This is just temporary. While you guys get your your your, your feet wet in parenting. And I'm also starting a brand new career in October true so i got a lot going on dude a lot going on yeah this is a lot you got a lot of stuff going on but yeah um obviously q all uh, speaking for myself and all the listeners i'm sure we're all excited for you thank you dude i'm i'm pumped man i'm super excited i can't wait i'm still over here committed to my child-free life uh we'll see what uh, happens here just like mr dink mr and mrs dink that's right I just buy useless, stupid shit all the time because I, it's not like I have to save up for some kid's college, right? But we'll see, man. This you, me getting to experience fatherhood through you might change some things here, dude. Being that we're twins and all, yeah, you might be exactly. like, you know what, Kara? Let's have another talk about having a kid. And then Kara's going to be like, "There's the door, dude." <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, um, I think it'll be it'll be cool to uh, to get. A proper firsthand, I think, uh, account of, of fatherhood because, you know, our older brother, I mean, let's face it, he doesn't really say much uh, to anybody, right? That's true. We, <laughs> we, we find out things through our mother. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Um, all right. So that's that. Um, I think we'll have you for at least another episode. Maybe not. My uh, mother-in-law is coming into town. She's staying with us for the entire month of August and she comes in on Saturday. This Saturday. Well, how about this, dude? How about we do one last What You Heard episode together? 
Mm-hmm. We, we try to squeeze it into this week. Okay. Like Friday. And then we'll, I'll release it whenever it's supposed to be released. Okay. All right. Well, in the meantime, reach out to us on Instagram. Hey, you know, parents out there, why don't you send some tips to Q? He's going to need some. I'll take any, you know any I mean? and everything, dude. Congratulate him. Or tell him, hey, man, it's the beginning of the end. <laughs> You're going to regret it. No, uh, he's not going to regret it. But yeah, reach out to us on Instagram. Just look for No Filler Podcast. We'll pop up. And, uh, you know, give us your your music suggestions. Uh, we've had several listeners, you know, send us tunes that they've been listening to, albums that, that they think we should cover. And, um, yeah, that's been great. I mean, every time that we've had a, a, a listener send us something to listen to, it's been great. Like, it's been gold. You know what I mean? So Yeah, that's awesome. You guys, you guys know us well. Yeah, the, the, the people who listen to the show out there, you, I'm talking to you. Uh, you got great taste in music, obviously. Um, you know, obviously we're going to align musically if you like this show. So yeah, send us your suggestions. I'm going to need some ideas for episodes. I'm going to be flying solo. So, you know, give me some suggestions. Uh, anyway, so again, that's No Filler Podcast on Instagram. And we are also a part of the Pantheon Podcast Network. That's pantheonpodcasts.com. You can find many great music podcasts under the network umbrella. If you search for Pantheon Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts, you can follow the main network feed, which will include all of our episodes and every other episode from all the all the other shows under the network once a week. I mean, I guess, never mind. It'd be like once a day, twice a day, probably, because we have so many so many shows under this network. But I mean, you'll get our show once a week in the feed, along with all the others. Uh, so yeah, that's pantheonpodcast.com. And that's it. So we have a, speaking of listeners, we have a suggestion that's going to play us out. Tell us more about that, Q. Yeah, so Kenneth Fugati, shout out to Ken. Uh, he's reached out to us before, and he says here, he just he sent us a message yesterday that says, Hey, twins, have a Cosmic Doom suggestion for y'all. Cosmic Doom. Cosmic Doom, dude. Now, let me tell you something. That's a, I think that's a good descriptor for spotlights i think they are kind of space rocky you know yeah. in a little bit they actually mutoid man was a band that he said oh, he, yeah. he he liked a lot which is kind of cool because that's cave-ins that's that's the cave-in the, uh lead singers singer. uh yeah yeah, yeah dude. just a random thought nice. which is space rock right anyway so he says artist is ramina and the song is eon rains i love the tone of the music and her instrumental voice uh pff, sign me up dude <laughs> That sounds great. I gave I gave it a, a listen earlier. It is great, dude. It says they remind they remind me of the artist Darker, who I've been listening to on repeat since early July. Both artists have the sound I've been searching for, not since Radiohead's Kid A. And he says in parentheses, "That's how I found your podcast." So I guess he was searching for mm. podcasts covering Kid A, and we popped up. That's pretty cool. That is cool. That's going way back. That yeah. might have been like the first year of the show. Yeah, I think so, dude. We did like basically we did OK Computer through In Rainbows. Yeah, yeah I think that was, is what that was we a did. good yeah. good chunk of episodes. Yep. So he says, "I've been blessed with a that's it moment, especially darker, and her album Burial Storm." All right, well, I'm gonna so keep we got yeah a couple artists to dive into here. He says, "Keep the good vibes going." Well, thank you, Ken. As you know what? Right back at you. For real. Right back at you. So we're going to outro out this episode with Eon Reigns from Ramina. And um, yeah, thank you as always for listening. Until next time, my name's Quentin. My name is Travis. Y'all take care.
Hey, want to play The Sims? Create, empower, captivate, inspire. The Sims is a platform where you control life, putting the power of creativity in your hands and celebrating it. It's a place that sparks imagination, connecting vibrant creators everywhere to unleash life's endless possibilities, both in-game and out. Get inspired at thesims.com and save 50% off for the holidays. Ignite creative inspiration and spark something with The Sims. 92% of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. 92% because of a bike? Not just bikes. We also make treadmills and rowers. Oh, let me guess, for elite athletes only. Right? Nope. It doesn't matter if you're an avid exerciser or new to working out. Peloton can help you achieve your fitness goals. 92% stick with it. So can you. Try Peloton bikes, tread or row, risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only. Not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. 